welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. In this week's episode of Activity Quest, we're travelling back in time to visit We the Curious in Bristol, soon to be home of a very special time capsule. And we're giving you the details of how you can get involved. My name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. And this week, we're hopping in a time machine because we're going back to 2022, where we went to We the Curious in Bristol. Now, if you don't know yet, we're doing something super exciting at the moment. Take a listen to this. Sending you to the future. We're building a time machine. It's a time capsule. A high-tech time capsule. One that'll last for hundreds of years. And we're filling it with stuff from you. What do you think the future will be like? We'll all have flying cars. Farts will smell like strawberries. There'll be chocolate for everyone. What is your life like right now? What do you think the future will be like? We're building a time machine. A high-tech time capsule. One that will last for hundreds of years. And we're filling it with stuff from you. We are filling this time capsule. This time machine. With your words. Your thoughts. With your hopes. And your dreams. And we're sending you to To the the future. future. We're going to the future. And you're coming with us. Funkidslive.com slash time machine. 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 That's right, we're building a time machine and we're putting it in the care of We the Curious in Bristol. They closed a few years ago because a solar panel on their roof caught on fire and it caused some damage to the building. But when they reopen, there's going to be loads to do and you'll even see the time capsule as well. Here's what happened when Adam last visited. Bex, you and I are very lucky, aren't we? We get to go to some phenomenal places in order to make this podcast. And I think this might be one of my favourites ever. Uh, It's We the Curious in Bristol, and it's kind of half science museum, half interactive art gallery. In fact, the best person to explain what We the Curious is, is Flex. She works there, and she's going to tell us more about it. I am a member of the live science team here at We The Curious. I would describe We The Curious as a science centre with a difference. Um, We are not just looking at the science aspect of your science questions. We're looking at all the different directions that questions could go in. Um, We are encouraging people to ask as many questions as as they wish because a curious society is is a beneficial society. You know, being curious means that we get to explore so many different things and become aware of so many different things. And that includes not just science, but arts. Um, different questions about our society and just to have have fun with the questions that we ask. So we're not here to lecture you about science. We are very much here for you to celebrate being curious about things and learn the way that you enjoy to learn. So my visit to We The Curious begins downstairs in a brand new exhibition place dedicated to answering some of those questions that Flex spoke about. It's called Project What If. What's got here? This is a really important part of, a ground, of the ground floor. 
Now, the ground floor has been split into seven different sections. We call those sections constellations. And for each constellation, they are exploring a different question that was submitted by a member of the public. So, for example, we've got one that says, is there another me in the universe? We've got another one that says, who was the first person to see sand? And wherever possible, we also have pictures and stories from the people who asked these questions. We were able to track them down and they were able to be involved in the creation of some of these exhibits as well. So it's been a fantastic collaborative effort with loads of different communities in Bristol. So as well as being a place to explore science, it's a, it's a place to explore loads of ideas in general. Loads of curious things just all over the place and also bring people together as a community. So it's a community space as well as a science centre and there's so much fun to be had. At the moment we're stood in the centre of Project What If in a place called the Theatre of Curiosity and it's a lovely sort of wooden stage area or a sort of centre stage spot here with lots of wooded seating and in this area we will often do activities during the day so at the moment uh, we're offering people the opportunity to make rainbow glasses build their own rainbow glasses which is really fun and we also have an activity called the A to Z of Secrecy which is all about um, basically it's a social science activity and it has been created um, with researchers from all over the southwest who are looking at secrets, power and ignorance. They are known as a secrets, power and ignorance network and they're exploring all sorts of cool things like invisibility, uh, magic, whispering, all these different things and there's lots of activities you can get involved with as part of that. So, Theatre Curiosity is a lovely hub in the centre. But let's have a look at some of the constellations um, more specifically. So at the moment we're coming towards... So dotted all around this ground floor are big neon signs and all of the neon signs pose their own curious questions. One of them is, how do you become invisible? Another is, will we ever find a way to prevent being ill? But we're going to focus on just two because, to be honest, there are so many you could spend all day here. We're going to focus on two. The first that we're going to take a look at is why do rainbows make people happy this is probably one of my favorite constellations um, it's got so many beautiful things to explore and I love this question because we can look at the science of rainbows of course but it also talks about happiness happiness can be a scientific thing as well you know what chemicals are there rushing through our bodies when we make when we, when we are happy when how is it different from when we feel sad and how do rain, rainbows impact that I'm just looking Looking at the photographs we have here and the activities and I'm already excited to look at them so let's have a look over here we have this huge color palette um, which basically goes through all the colors of the rainbow but they're missing their central little cards they've got these little gaps in them that are all all have a corresponding color to it looks a little bit like a like a beehive doesn't it looks like like the little gaps in a beehive and you've got to fill these gaps in with the matching colors and it's much harder than you think actually because the shades are just slightly different from each other so it's a really fun really pleasing puzzle the most exciting thing about it is that when you have finished the puzzle there's a big button down here you press that 
all the colours fall out again so the next person can try it for themselves from afresh. I said we were going to focus on just two of these constellations at Project What If. The first, that one, was why do rainbows make people happy? We're going to move over to the opposite side of the venue now, to the second constellation that we're going to take a look at, and it's called What Controls Our Perception of Time? And can we slow it down? Now, this one, this constellation always melts my mind a little bit. There's lots of big questions being asked here, which is really exciting. The real centrepiece of it is this magnificent clock. And a lot of people, when they look at it, initially don't realise that it's a clock. They see all these big tubes and bells and they, they think, what button do I press to make it move? But really, all you've got to do is wait until a half hour has passed and then you will hear the lovely chimes of the clock. So you see we've got this little, little ball that's being moved very slowly up the main tube in the middle. And when that ball reaches the very top, it will drop into the sort of marble run type section and it will ring each bell as it passes through. And then there's other little little bits and pieces that it can make sounds with as it goes. There's some wind chimes further down as well, which is always very pleasing. And so you get um, people crowding around this, this clock every half hour or so as, they, as they're kind of realising what it is, which is really exciting. We come around to the side of the clock exhibit called Can You Tell the Time Without a Watch or a Clock? And this is a little challenge for our visitors where you stand uh, on the footstep markers and you have to use your arms to estimate a minute going past. You pretend like your hands are the hands of a clock. And if you successfully measure a minute within a couple of seconds or so, then your image will make it up onto the wall of our clock and you will become the minute hand of the actual physical clock in the building, which is really exciting. And it's so lovely to see all the different visitors who have been um, and uh, see them succeeding and, get, and, and doing, doing the thing. They're doing the thing. They made it. They measured, they measured time without a clock of their own. They became the clock. Okay, now we focused on just a very small amount of what Project What If at We The Curious has to offer. It's something that you really have to go and see for yourselves. However, there is a lot more at We The Curious. We're going to go upstairs now. And upstairs, there are there's some Ardman animation uh, workstations where you can create create your own kind of Wallace and Gromit characters. There's a bubble zone right at the back where you can make these massive bubbles. Uh, there's like a bubble curtain where you can dip a, a massive piece of piping in some bubble liquid and then hoist it up like you're hoisting a, a, a sail on a ship and see all of the amazing kind of marble effect colours of the washing up liquid as it moves around. However, hidden at the very back of We The Curious is something very special. It's a planetarium. You see, We The Curious in Bristol is home to the first 3D planetarium in the UK. And they've got a show on this autumn called Autumn Stargazing, where you can fly to worlds on the edge of our understanding and gaze up at alien skies in a spectacular journey through astronomical discoveries we've made and the stories that they inspire. Welcome to We The Curious' Planetarium. Um, this planetarium is the only um, consistently public 3D planetarium in the UK. 
Um, it is well, probably sort of like medium sized as planetariums go, but it has so many possibilities. And I'm really excited to be able to show you some of the stuff that it can do. So we offer lots of different shows here. We are currently offering Space Explorers. That's our show for under sixes, um, which is really fun. We pretend that we're in a giant spaceship and we're exploring the solar system together, finding out what the moon is made of and all sorts of cool stuff. And then we have Solar System Odyssey, which is a big trip around our solar system and lots of the cool uh, sort of landmarks. Well, sometimes they aren't landmarks because there's not land on the planets to land on, but the different features of our solar system, some that you might be familiar with and some might be brand new to you. And then we have our seasonal stargazing shows, and we change these around every few months or so to reflect what's going on, mostly in the south, towards the south, um, in the Bristol night sky. During this show, we, as well as talking about exoplanets, we also talk about some new space telescopes that are going to that are launching. Well, one of them has already launched. Um, the Hubble Space Telescope, which has been going for a few decades now, and it's send, still sending us amazing high-res photos of loads of loads of features of our night sky. The great thing about space telescopes is because they're in um, they are orbiting Earth, they don't have to look through Earth's atmosphere to gaze out into our night sky. So they can get us really high quality um, photographs of things that will be really difficult to get from telescopes on the ground. So we look at uh, what the effects of those might be. Um, for example, we're, being able, we're able to learn more about the atmospheres of different exoplanets. There is an uh, amazing um, astrophysicist called Dr. Hannah Wakeford, who's working at the University of Bristol and has, um, has amazing um, things to, to share about um, her hypotheses about what um, different atmospheres might look like on different exoplanets. For example, there might be exoplanets where the atmospheres are composed of solid um, materials um, that we could get we could even get atmospheres um, that contain rubies or glass you know um, there's all these possibilities that Dr. Wakeford is looking at um, and so that's another thing that we explore in this show as well um, these shows are such a joy to do they're a real highlight of, um, of working on the live science team um, and you get so many amazing questions from people afterwards. Um, just today, I was asked a fabulous question by someone who was visiting with their school. Um, she asked me, um, how do we have photographs of the Milky Way? Because we showed an image of a Milky Way. I'm uh, not a Milky Way, the Milky Way. <laughs> There's only one Milky Way after all. But my response to it was, we don't have one. We don't have a photograph of the Milky Way because we, the furthest we've been able to get from, from Earth, the furthest man-made object, is one of the Voyager probes, which has yet to exit our solar system. So it's going to take a long while for anything to be able to exit our galaxy, turn around and get a photograph of the Milky Way. That's, that's, that's far in the future, you know, real far in the future. But it's incredible that by studying our night sky, and by studying other galaxies that we can observe through our space telescopes, like Hubble, for example, we can get a really good idea of what our galaxy looks like, even though it's impossible right now for us to actually take a photograph of it. And I hadn't had that question before. I've been working here for three years, and it was just such a fabulous question. And it just got me really excited about space all over again. And without really realizing it, we came sort of full circle. There is no question too stupid. There is no question too naive 
for We the Curious. That's what they're about. They're all about asking fascinating questions, questions that perhaps in school you're told you should really know the answer to that, but really, you don't. I didn't know that. In fact, I learned so much in such a short time at We The Curious that I was kind of gutted I showed up a little bit later in the day and sort of wished I had spent the whole day there. So that's We The Curious in Bristol. Bex, probably one of the best places I've ever been on this podcast. We can't wait to visit We The Curious when it opens later this year, and this is your chance to get involved too. So, do you want to go to the future? We The Curious is going to be home to our time capsule in just a few short weeks. You can submit stuff right now. Go to funkidslive.com slash time machine. What do you want to put in it? Maybe you want to tell us what you're doing at the moment. Maybe your hopes and dreams for the future of yourself or the planet. It's up to you. Let me know. Uh, Now, here's Georgia with some more ideas. Hello there, time traveller. Today, we embark on a magical journey to create a time capsule that will bridge the gap between now and the future. Let's decide what treasures you want to share with the generations to come. On the Fun Kids website right now, you can submit loads of stuff. You could tell them about your favourite games, activities and what made you laugh. How about toys? You could talk about something that represents your favourite playtime or describe a picture of your family. That'll help convey the love and connections we cherish. Maybe read something from your favourite book or tell us about your favourite places in your neighbourhood. Big thank you to Georgia. And of course, funkidslive.com slash time machine is the place to go to enter and submit your stuff. And just like that, we're done. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to at any time. If you want some more suggestions of stuff to do, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.